0: This episode of CBS Mornings on the Go will begin right after this.
1: Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for. And it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com
2: June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder.
3: CBS Mornings on this Thursday. I'm Gail King.
4: I'm Nate Burleson. And I'm David Begno
3: We're glad you're here, David. We're going to begin, though, with a major shift in power on Capitol Hill. CBS News can now project the Republican Party has indeed secured the 218 seats needed to win the majority in the House, even though a number of races still have not been called yet. And today, current Speaker Nancy Pelosi is expected to make an announcement about her future plans. Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill following all of this. Nicole, everybody wants to know, what is Nancy Pelosi going to do? Good morning to you.
5: Hey, good morning. Yeah, it's a big question that will potentially be answered soon. But uh, make no mistake, there will be divided government here in Congress with Republicans now in charge of the House and Democrats in control of the Senate. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who has been nominated to serve as House Speaker, declared it is official. Democrats' one party rule is over. GOP party leaders have vowed that oversight of the Biden administration will be at the top of their agenda, including the withdrawal from from Afghanistan and Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. They also plan to look into the origins of COVID. McCarthy will have to contend with a smaller than expected Republican majority and a fractured conference. Several hardline conservatives have proposed rule changes that would chip away at his leadership, but McCarthy believes he will secure the votes he needs to become speaker in January. Democrats also have decisions to make now that they will be in the minority. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has not said whether she will remain in leadership, but her office posted that the speaker plans to address her future plans today. The speaker has said that that home invasion attack on her husband will affect her decision. Gail?
3: Yeah, we're all waiting to hear. But, Nicole, the Democrats, they're saying we got to get some stuff done. We are hearing that the Senate moved forward with key pieces of legislation just yesterday that they say they need to get through before Democrats lose the house. What can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah, well, that's right. Well, protections for same-sex and interracial marriages could soon be codified into federal law after the legislation cleared a key procedural hurdle in the Senate. Wednesday, 12 Republicans joined the entire Democratic caucus in voting to move the bill forward. Democrats have warned since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade in June that federal protections for such marriages could be at risk. President Biden welcomed the vote and urged Congress to send the bill to his desk. Lawmakers are also hoping to pass an elections reform bill that would prevent future presidential candidates from obstructing the electoral vote process. Gail? All
4: right, Nicole, thank you very much. Now with some disturbing new developments in the case of four murdered students at the University of Idaho, all four were killed with some type of blade, but no murder weapon was found, and police are now walking back earlier statements that there's no further threat. Christina Ruffini is in Moscow, Idaho, where police are asking for help from a community that is already on edge. Christina, good morning.
2: Good morning, David. There's a small memorial set up in front of the house here and a squad car keeping watch. Meanwhile, the local police have set up a tip line asking anyone in the public who might have any information about what happened here to please come forward.
0: We cannot say that there's no threat to the community.
2: Police in Moscow, Idaho walked back previous statements that there's no ongoing danger and responded to criticism over an initial lack of information.
0: I probably should have been standing here a day or so ago, but I'm here now.
2: Law enforcement said there were no signs of forced entry and two other roommates were home, but not harmed in the pre-dawn attack. But authorities weren't called until the next day.
0: We don't know why that call came in at noon and not um, in the middle of the night.
2: To help find the person or persons responsible, investigators are trying to piece together the victim's timeline. Saturday night, they say they know Ethan Chapin and Zana Chernobyl were at a party on campus. Madison Mojan and Kaylee Gonsalves were seen at a downtown bar.
6: Hi.
2: This Twitch live stream video appears to show Madison and Kaylee chatting and getting a late night snack from a food truck hours before they were killed. The county prosecutor and police say they're combing through the video, trying to identify people with whom they may have come in contact. In a statement, the Galsanvez family tells CBS News, Kaylee and Maddie should still be here with us. This monster that took away their lives and the lives of Zana and Ethan need to be punished and held responsible.
0: Their loss has been devastating and they were bright lights in our community and are deeply missed and remain in our thoughts and our prayers.
2: With the situation here so uncertain, a lot of students left campus early before the break, so a planned memorial will now be held after Thanksgiving. Nate?
7: Christina, thank you.
3: Mm, it's so upsetting, Nate. I, you know, I've heard family members say they have a lot of questions for Idaho police, because of course first they said, listen, there's no danger to the community, which leads, would lead you to believe that they have some idea right. about who they're looking for. Now to say, there's a, they don't know that there's a suspect on the loose and everybody still be on uh, the confusion. Still be it's on the conflicting guard. Reports. very, very upsetting. And your two roommates were in the house at the time of the killing, the yeah. slaughter, rather. And how do you kill four people mm. with a knife? Because you that's
4: up the, close. You wonder if the feds are going to come in right step in
7: assist yeah we shall see but we know that they're dealing with a ton of pain Yes, yes all right now to a rare public dispute between nato and ukraine the u.s and nato say the missile that killed two people in poland was actually fired by ukraine which was defending itself against the russian barrage but ukraine's government says the missile is russian we've got correspondence in both poland and ukraine we begin with charlie dagata in poland charlie good morning
0: Good morning. Here's the scene this morning in the village where that missile landed. Police have cordoned off the area. It struck a grain facility, killing two men just a few hundred yards away from this school, which remains shut today. There is a military presence here. Soldiers on the streets, residents still in a state of shock. We're told U.S. investigators have been working with Polish teams on the ground. Polish officials reiterating there is no evidence that the missile was launched by the Russian side. That tallies with the U.S. and NATO. However, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has broken ranks, saying this is not our missile and not our missile strike. President Biden reacted to those remarks, saying that's not the evidence. <laughs> Ukrainian officials have been demanding access to the site. The president's office here said that's likely to happen. It's just a question of when. Now for what's happening inside Ukraine. Here's Chris Livesay.
7: Charlie, Ukraine awoke to yet another barrage of Russian missiles. Several were reportedly shot down right here in Dnipro, but not this one. That blast wounded 14 people, including a 15-year-old girl, undergoing surgery. Now, President Zelensky was initially adamant that it was not a Ukrainian missile that struck Poland, but a Russian one. However, this morning, the spokesman for Ukraine's Air Force was less certain. He told CBS News that it didn't matter whose rocket it was, Ukraine's or Russia's, since it was during a Russian airstrike that triggered Ukraine's defenses. And he added Ukraine's Air Force is still gathering evidence, and now President Zelensky is stressing the same point, saying we need our specialists to join the work of the international investigation and for us to get access to all the data from the site of the explosion available to our partners. Nate? Chris and Charlie on the scene. Thank you. And now
4: to the news about a serious blast of winter weather that is moving into parts of the country. More than 80 percent of all Americans are headed for below average temperatures tomorrow. Buffalo is bracing for multiple feet of snow over the coming days. Meteorologist Jordan Steele with our partners at the Weather Channel is tracking what's happening and what's expected. Jordan, good morning.
8: Good morning, David. Well, I wanted to take you to Buffalo, virtually that is, thanks to our virtual view technology, to give you an idea of what the snow globe is going to look like there. Light to even very heavy snowfall, two to five inches of snowfall rates per hour. It's not just Western New York. I'm going to bring up the map and show you some other locations that could see some really big totals as well. It's almost as if I stood in Wisconsin, had a bucket of snow, and just threw it on these states to the east of that. And that is because it's a lake effect event, and it's all about the wind direction, And what we call the fetch So you have your upper level low setting up shop right over the warm Great Lakes and areas like off of Lake Erie in and around Buffalo is gonna have a very long deranged wind flow coming over the the lake itself and really impacting um, some of these areas up and around Buffalo it could be historic but outside the snow we're talking very cold temperatures all the way down into Texas so several locations outside of the snow conversation David just need to know that they're gonna need to stay bundled through the weekend and even into next week bottom line stay warm everybody buddy-
4: understood jordan Steele. thank you
3: looking for my coat former vice president mike pence is slamming former president trump for his actions on january 6, in particular a reckless tweet sent at a time when pence was hiding from the mob as they chanted that they wanted to hang him face the nation moderator margaret brennan spoke to pence about his former boss and why mike pence still won't testify on what happened that day
6: You had such an eyewitness view, sir, for four years. You have the credibility to say to the American public whether there is a risk or not of him being commander-in-chief.
4: Well, Margaret, look, January 6th was a tragic day. I've been very clear, as I am in my book, that uh, the president's words and actions in and around January 6th were reckless. Uh, The tweet that he issued the day that I uh, was in the loading dock before... the. Below the United States Senate, um, endangered my family and endangered people that were in the Capitol uh, and was indefensible.
6: The idea of relitigating the 2020 election continues to circulate, as you know that, amongst members of your party. Do you think that continuing to push these claims as the former president does is a direct threat?
4: The 2020 election was not stolen. Uh, we have a process in this country where states conduct elections Uh, questions of irregularities or fraud are then adjudicated in the courts the states then certify electoral votes and as we did on january six in the wake of that terrible violence the role of the congress is to open and count those votes and to certify the election we did that and joe biden was elected president of the united states of america
6: i want to ask you though Do you intend to ever sit and answer questions written in person for the January 6th committee?
4: I served for 12 years in the Congress. It's inconceivable to me that one party would appoint every member of a committee in Congress. That's antithetical to the whole idea of the committee system. That being said, I never stood in the way of senior members of my team cooperating with the committee and testifying. Um, But Congress has no right to my testimony.
6: You're closing the door on that entirely.
4: I'm closing the door on that.
3: Margaret Brennan joins us now. I'm so fascinated by what the vice president has to say because he still doesn't seem um, willing to just totally condemn a full throated condemnation of of Donald Trump. This was your this was your running mate, your partner. And he's encouraging people basically to kill you. He could have been killed that day. I really do believe that.
6: Well, Gail, I I asked this question to the former vice president about 10 different ways to make exactly that point. Your daughter, your wife, your brother were sheltering. um, And someone uniquely positioned to talk about that day. Um, And Mike Pence is very careful here. I want to make sure that we point out that the January 6th committee Mm -hmm. does have two Republicans on it. Republican leaders chose not to appoint more. condemning the actions and calling the former president reckless and saying he was part of the problem. These are all things he said to me. It's going right up to the line without completely separating from the part of the Republican Party that's very supportive of the former president, the Trump true believers, we called them on election night. Is that why you think he's reluctant? Because I, 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 yes. I think everybody would understand
3: if you, yeah. if you just said, I am very angry. This was right. very dangerous. I'm very hurt by this and very disappointed in the way I was treated because he was very loyal to Donald Trump.
6: He was, and he still says to this day, I am angry, but, and it took him two years to say this. So this is going farther. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we have a number of exchanges about that, but I made that point. I was like, if, I think most parents would say, if my child was in the midst of this, how could you not be full of rage? He said, I had to move on And deal with the functioning of the country. But this is going to be a challenge for him and for other Republicans seeking the nomination potentially in 2024, where they have to thread this needle of separating from Trump, the man, Mm. from Trumpism, the movement, which is a force within the party.
3: Yeah, it's a fascinating conversation and includes more than just January 6th that I know we'll see on Face the Nation on Sunday. Thank Margaret, yeah. thank you. You can see more of Margaret's interview with former Vice President Mike Pence, including his reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. That's Sunday on Face the Nation. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst